I'm Al John Go, co-host of the Disney List podcast, as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock podcast. Here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times. So they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money. Where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next Disney cruise, Disney park trip, Adventures by Disney? They can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. I'm Al John Go, podcaster and producer of the Disney List, Skull Rock Podcast, and Dining at Disney. When you're creating content, podcast, webcasting, live streaming, or wanting to step up your video conference calls, you need quality gear and accessories. That's why I use Gator Frameworks in my studio. From professional broadcast boom arms and microphone stands, studio monitor speaker stands, ring light kits, headphone holders, elite furniture studio desks, and acoustic wall treatments, Gator Frameworks has you covered. Gator is the leading brand of cases, stands, and support system solutions for music, pro AV, creative pro, IT, and general utility industries. They have over 1,000 different solutions made from vacuum-formed plastics, rational molded plastics, wood, sewn, and EVA materials. Leveraging their expertise in case design and manufacturing, Gator has a complete OEM division that works with leading companies around the world to engineer and create custom cases for original equipment manufacturers. For more information, visit Gator Frameworks works.com product provided in exchange for promotional consideration from the gator framework studio in music city it's the dining at disney podcast you know the thing about good food it brings folks together all walks of life you'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you hungrily explore the disney parks Dining at Disney Podcast with your hosts, Kristen Hetzel, Bubba Alvarez, and Kat Arcori. Welcome to the Dining at Disney Podcast. I'm Kristen, and joining me is Bubba. Kat has started a new job, so she is out of town tonight. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and click the notification bell so you know when we share new content. For those of you new to the show, we do launch two podcasts a week. Thursdays and Mondays. Okay, Bubba, what are we talking about today? Uh, we got a couple things. We have mask mandates that are new ones that are coming to the West Coast at Disneyland. Also, uh, Disney World had a price increase. We're going to be talking about that too. And some sweet treats from the Disney Wish. If you want to take that cruise, what you're going to expect. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into the park increase ticket prices over at Disney World. So these are for, I'm going to give you um, the four through 10 day prices because everything is increased. If you have a four, five, six, uh, or seven day park ticket, that is the uh, single park multi-day park tickets, of course. Uh, It's going up $1. For eight and nine-day tickets, they're going up $2. And then it goes up $1 per day for the 10-day. So a little bit of of increase there. Then you also see on the Park Hopper 
multi-day tickets. Um, with these, the prices for one, two, and three, one, two, three, and four day park hoppers did not change. It starts at day five. So day five, six, seven, eight, and nine all have a $1 per day increase. And then the 10 day park hopper ticket has a $2 per day increase. Um, I think we're, you know, I think we're going to keep seeing this. I don't think anything's going to change when it comes to the park increases. Um, it's, it's a shame that it happens and it's a bummer when it's $2 per day extra when you're doing a 10 day park hopper ticket. I feel like that's, that's crazy, where man. you really should see the biggest price difference is when you're buying a 10 day ticket. I'm going to put this in perspective as producer Al John here. Do you, does anyone know <laughs> what the annual, the annual attendance for Walt Disney world in general is? How many Annual people? Yearly. Okay. How many, yearly. How many? How many? How many? How many guests go through the turnstiles at at all those oh, parks? Man. Do you know? I I Who don't knows? remember. Okay. I'm gonna go with at least uh, probably ten million. I don't know. Just round it out. Fifty-eight million. <laughs> fifty-eight million. Wow. Average annual attendance of fifty-eight million. So think about a dollar more. That's a lot of millions. <laughs> That's a lot. Right? I mean, they're and then already $2 getting, more for a 10 day. Yeah. For 10 day. Right. For which is, which $10. is irregular by the way, your 10 day, 10 day is irregular. Um, but, but seven day is not. I wow. remember, and it does not seem like it was very long ago that an annual pass costs the same, if not less than what the 10 day park hopper ticket is going to be costing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's That's crazy. Oh, wow. And it wasn't that long ago that annual passes you could get. And by the way, the numbers that I'm getting are from two, 2018. So obviously pre pandemic, but by all accounts, by all accounts, Disney is getting even more attendance than 2018 post pandemic. If you can believe yeah. that. So let's, let's say it's 60 million, right? That's a lot. That is. That wow. is a lot. I mean, holy cow. That's huge. Um, I mean, I'm expecting Disneyland the same thing. I'm going to expect ticket prices to raise in the next few months with them, too. I, I think it's just a, just a matter of where we are in the world today. In the world. There yeah. are. It's hard to get labor. It's hard to get qualified labor. Management. Cost of living expenses increase. Costs oh, of yeah. operations have increased exponentially and only a one or two dollar increase per, you know, park hopper or five day park hopper is not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but it all adds up to something yeah. huge for the company. And so we'll we'll see what happens there. But the will the oh, experience will the experience be one of a premium brand, right? That's the, see, that's, that's the, the age thing. old question. That's the question. I was say that's the age old question right there. I mean, you have to bring out a great product if you're going to pay that much. And, you know, sometimes Disney will fail very rarely at that. But, I mean, but, you know, most part they get, they try to give you the best experience that they can possibly give you with what they have right now, you know, cause it's just, like I said, it's post pandemic, still pandemic kind of. So mm -hmm. we'll, well, and I heard a conversation of like six occupational therapists not knowing that I was a travel agent 
discussing Walt Disney World and the fact that the ticket prices are what they are with Genie Plus and price increases on food and all that stuff. And they're like, you know, they've made it to where I just don't see the value at the cost now to go. And, and, the, that's, that's, and, the, and the Disney and the Disney response is that's fine because someone else is going to pay it. Somebody else is going to pay it. Right. I mean, that's been the issue all along. It's simple economic supply and demand. They'll continue to increase prices provided that people still go through the doors and they are in a remarkable rate. So why incentivize people for any type of free dining plan? Why incentivize and make it so that annual pass holders get these perks and everything? It, it, your average guest is, is, is getting phased out in terms of uh, all the other people willing to take their place, willing to yeah. pay the premium. They've not experienced it, or it's been a long time since they've experienced it. But what I hate is the fact that uh, people are going to be, you know, the, the premium, they call themselves a premium experience, but yet is it, is it going to be worth it? Especially when you're used to and accustomed to a certain level um, yeah. being annual pass holders, especially like we all are. Right. Yes. So No, it's like, it's like they're almost like Hydra scare off one guest, two more will take its place. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody else will go to universal, right? Oh yeah, go to Universal go or wherever, yeah, or Magic Mountain over Magic here, Mountain or the Six Flags, exactly, <laughs> or Sea World or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Hey, there's a lot of competition out there, especially when Universal's opening up, uh-huh. you know, Nintendo Land and opening oh, yeah. up another gate, and then you, it's especially in Orlando, and there's so many and other there's more expansions coming. Yeah. Yeah, so there's Universal. a new ride coming I mean, to see. They really, over the past five years, have been expanding with adding the water parks and more and more hotels at at different price ranges too. You know, they before had three main hotels that were deluxe resorts, and now they have additional levels of resorts that you can go to for people who don't have the money to stay at Portofino. You know that level of resort, and then you know, so I think. I think they're doing something that's that's good and it's going to bring them more business. And unfortunately, I have heard some annual pass holders saying that once their pass is up, they're going to hop over to Universal. So, yeah, there's a lot know. of options here in California, too. I mean, SeaWorld's opening up a new attraction in the next couple of weeks. Also, Six Flags, they they have a roller coaster or something new, something new pop up every year. And same with Universal. It's just... Yeah, there's a lot of competition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. Bubba, let's talk right. about the mask mandate change out in Disneyland. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, thinking, I was thinking after the Super Bowl, things would get stricter in California, you know, so it, apparently it's not. So af, as of February 17th, which is today, only vaccinated guests may choose to not wear masks in most locations throughout the Disneyland Resort. So if you are unvaccinated, guests must continue to wear the mask indoors. But I don't know how they're going to police that. You know, they're they're not really policing that. So but there is masks are still required on the Toy Story buses if you park in the Toy Story lot. And as of right now, we don't know about the monorail because the monorail opens uh, March 7th. So we'll probably get word on that. And also, if you're in the at the first aid locations in both parks, you must wear a mask also. Uh, the masks are not required on the Disneyland Railroad 
or the Mickey and Friends Pixar Pals parking structures. So, um, yeah, this is going to be different. We're going to uh, head out there at the end of the month and, you know, see if I don't think it's going to be a too big of a difference. A lot of more cast members not worrying about telling you to put your mask on, stuff like that. Uh, so this uh, this is progression. You know, it's great. Slowly, little by little, just start getting a little bit more freedom out there and, uh, you know, to enjoy yourself. I know a lot of people don't like the masks, but, you know, still got to keep it safe right now. And, uh, you know, I don't know how it, I guess Disney World still, you have to wear the mask indoors uh, for right now. I'm not sure. They have changed theirs. They have well. changed theirs also. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So. Yeah, the awesome. mask mandate dropping at the park, you know, not being required for everybody um, at the parks is, you know, both of them. And I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. I mean, if you've been like, I've had three, I've had three vaccines for it. Soon I'll be able to get my fourth one. So I'll have the, the second booster. Booster. Yeah. I feel like if I'm not worried about it, considering I've had four shots then or three shots that that should be my choice if I want to wear one or not. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's good that they're they're letting vaccinated guests choose whether or not they want to wear them and that those who are not vaccinated are being told that they need to still wear them. Yeah. Vegas, when we went to Vegas this weekend, it was definitely a lot different than last year. Uh, so, I mean, basically, I mean, you still had some people wearing masks. The employees still wear masks. But, uh, you know, other than that, it was just a lot more freedom, you know, over there. So none of the celebrities here in California. None of the celebrities mm-hmm. wore masks. <laughs> I think no. I think it's I think it's important. Hey, look, you, I call it like hey, I see it. It's not just it's not just celebrities. It's also the politicians not wearing the masks. Oh, either, that's true. So. Exactly. It's true. Exactly. It's true. But you know, yeah. uh, the thing is, once again, I think everyone has the should have the ability to do what they feel uh-huh. is right and safe for their families. Yes. You know. And that if you take other people to account, you know, so be it. That's great. But I think I think everybody everybody should practice what they feel the most comfortable. And if the most comfortable is you mask up, great. You know, I I plan on um, I plan on wearing um, one of those those uh, see through visors. You know, so that when people, I don't like people sneezing on me at parks. It happens all the time when they cough or sneeze and they don't vampire <laughs> sneeze, or anything like that. It's like I don't want your particulate in my face. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. definitely don't want your child. Uh, I don't want your child with poopy pants to to have uh, you as an adult change it right next to me while I'm eating while I'm eating my food. So anyway, enough about about enough about Kristen and I's nightmare of uh, yeah. Not about to say. We were at Yak and like Yeti, and we were definitely this. yakking. No, I'm just joking. We weren't at Yak and Yeti. It was just a just a joke. How funny. Actually, we were eating at Yak and Yeti with the person changing the diaper on the table. <laughs> I thought it was uh, I thought no, it was over it was there at the noodle place. Okay, it really was Yak and Yeti. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we move on to the delicious sweets? Let's set sail. Okay, yeah. so aboard the Disney Wish. They're going to have a sweet shop called Joyful Sweets, and it is inspired by Pixar's Inside Out. So it will be colorful and have lots of flavors for you to try. Um, It says Joyful Sweets is designed to resemble the headquarters, a.k.a. the control center inside Riley's mind. You will feel like you stepped in 
into the world of Inside Out with decadent desserts, sculptures of everyone's favorite emotions, and some very cool (laughs) merchandise. Since they're going to have a glowing memory orb light fixture. So that's kind of cool. That's cool. Uh, let's see. It says you'll have the opportunity to create your own new core memories filled with the joy of family fun. So that's cool. Um, the memory orb is going to be edible and filled with a sweet surprise. Candy. <laughs> candy. Spoiler alert. It's candy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that definitely feeds all that emotion of joy and being happy eating that dessert. Uh, they're also going to have 40 plus flavors of gelato and ice cream. Wow. They're also going to have an inside out cupcake line. So you'll have them for each of your emotions, a little cupcake, and it's got the little memory orb ball on top and then a nice little white chocolate disc that has the picture of whichever character you are deciding to dine so you have um anger joy disgust fear and sadness so that's going to be cool it says that the um the one for anger is going to be a fiery red velvet cupcake and then the one for joy is going to be a sweet lemon cupcake. Oh, nice. Makes me curious. What are the other flavors? Is sugar rush an emotion? Cause that's what you're definitely going to have. After <laughs> right. Eating some of these. Yeah. <laughs> was definitely not angry. I could tell you right now. No, that would be, that would be, that would be the Wicked Ralph cake. Oh yeah. They need they uh, need to I hope they have there the bing bong uh candy apple. The candy apple. Because that's so yeah. such a beautiful candy apple. Artistic, you almost don't want to yes, eat very, it. I don't know how they pump those out so quick. Yeah. <laughs> I have a picture with us. I should post that for throwback Thursday, the picture of the bing bong. Candy apple. It's so pretty. So, Bubba, what flavor of gelato or ice cream are you hoping they have? See, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm like Rocky Road is always my favorite go-to right there. You know, gelato. I'm not big on gelato. I'll have some, you know, for out and about somewhere. When it just comes to ice cream, chocolate and nuts just, you know, hit me. Whatever type, even like, you know, I might even enjoy a pistachio every now and then, or. You know, just anything with nuts, too, and chocolate. Oh, pistachio gelato is my favorite. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I haven't had that. That was it. I was going to say that I hope pistachio's on there. Or I think for, like, a unique, like, limited edition kind of flavor, like a a blueberry lavender would be good. Ooh. So I've seen, I've actually, I think I might've seen something like that before. I don't know, uh, you know, gelato. I usually, if I do get gelato, it'll be something fruity like that, you know, but uh, I feel like I've seen that like a blueberry lavender or blueberry type of a lemon almost too, something like that, Mm -hmm. which those flavors do go great together. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up everything that we have to talk about today. Yes, yes it does. We hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. You can find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you find us on Anchor there, you can also support the show for as little as 99 cents a month 
or as much as $9.99 a month. You choose. You choose how many months. And if you support us for a year and you're at the $4.99 or $9.99 amount, you will receive a very special surprise from us after a year. Just saying. Uh, You can also support us by shopping on our links. We've got Amazon, Disney Store, and Garden Grocer that you can find at diningatdisney.com. Bubba, do you want to tell everybody where they can find us on social media? Uh, You can find us at diningatdisney.com. Also follow us on our social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and um, just anywhere you can find us, podcasting-wise, to just give us a good like and subscribe. Uh, also, you can find me on Instagram at big underscore Bubba underscore B. And for all your travel and cruise needs, go ahead and talk to Christian right there at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. She'll book you, and she'll even give you a quote if you need to get that budget in. So, Yeah. Oh, we don't have cat today, so I guess I'll do cat's part. Also, if you want to make sure you check out other great podcasting uh, friends, the Disney List with those two, Kristen and Al John, WDW Park Hoppers with Park Hopper John and Park Hopper Sid, the Disney Parks Podcast with Tony and John, Skull Rock Podcast with Al John and Dave Bossert, and Cat's Podcast, Eat the Pictures. Uh, I don't have her Instagram name. I know it's like Catastrophe or something. Yes, ah, it's we'll figure it out. Cat yeah. underscore Catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> cat underscore Catastrophe. So yes, and then for all for more Facebook fun, join our friends the Disney Dorks and the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone. Speaking of the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone, Sorcerer Radio has now turned 21 years. What? They can buy alcohol now. Nice. I know. (laughs) And if you want to support, uh, you can support there any of our shows that are linked. So you've got, of course, the uh, the Disney List, Dining at Disney, and of course, Skull Rock Podcast. All of those, you can do that. There is a little PayPal link so you can support us. Yeah, tip jar. You can tip us there, which is always nice. awesome. So make sure to check that out at the new Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com website. Until next time, I'm Kristen. With me was Bubba and Bon Appetit. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners. the pictures is a bite-sized movie podcast every week we look at the ways different movies from classic horror to rom-com use food to tell stories on screen food unites us all let's explore it piece by piece on eat the pictures stay hungry skull rock podcast talking all things disney with your hosts al john go and dave bossert do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years in counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laugh-O-Gram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming of Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossert, artist, filmmaker, and author. 
And I'm Al Jongo, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com.